We Turned Out Okay is a show about children and families. You get to see into the mind of a child development expert, and you'll learn tons about kids and why they do what they do. It's for grown-ups, so it's not always G-rated. But it's almost always PG. And we'll let you know when it's PG-13 or higher. Also, you can expect some rabbit holes and detours. But we return to the topic at hand. Besides, rabbits are awesome. What have you got against rabbits? Anyway, sit back, relax, and prepare to learn about how to stay sane while raising your little kids. Enjoy the show! Come on, guys! We turned out okay. The modern parent's guide to old school parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Hello, and welcome to episode 268 of We Turned Out Okay. This is the show where we're always working to help you change your child's behavior from bad to good, feel happy inside, and truly enjoy the time that you spend with your kids and your family. I am Karen Locke Culp. I, uh, in addition to hosting this show, I also run a website called weturnedoutokay.com. And over there, there are all kinds of free resources and paid resources. I have an exclusive private coaching community for parents where I help them with their with their like biggest, toughest struggles. It is called the Ninja Parenting Community. And all of that is over at weturnedoutokay.com. And I'm also a parenting, I'm a, I'm a parent coach and I'm a child development expert. So what I do is I help parents have a better time with kids using my child development experience, expertise, my years as a preschool teacher, my years learning, getting or earning a master's degree in early childhood education, all that kind of stuff. And I'm so glad that you're here today. This is the sixth, no, this is the seventh part of our series on how to raise successful kids. And when I say successful, I mean like so successful can have so many different meanings, right? And uh, when I, I usually... I, it is shorthand for me to raising successful, fulfilled, happy people. And this is the seventh part out of what is actually going to end up being nine parts to um, to this series. And I've already done, there's a, there's a, there's an episode that I recorded that's already gone up that is going to be, that is going to end up being part nine, but I didn't include it originally. And um, I found myself as I was writing the show notes thinking like, you know what, this is really important for the successful kids thing. So, um, so it's a part as well. But today we are talking about one key factor for the, for, for the outcome of having a successful kid, of raising a successful adult. And I mean successful in this sense as any, you know, your child determining, making a determination that they want to do something in their life and that they go out and do it. You know what I mean? Because it's so easy for people to give up. And and that's really where I want to begin. It's so easy for humans to say, oh, I can't do that. It's just too much work or it's just... I'll never get to where that person is. I shouldn't even start because it will take me forever. I'll never, one of my kids used to say, I'll never be able to save up for that iPod touch or, or that uh, computer or whatever. And um, they're both 
now successfully reaching their savings goals. And and this element that I'm talking about today is is a big, big part of the reason. This is this is if you want to be a successful person, you must have this. And and I challenge you <laughs> to come up with a successful person who does not have this element somewhere in themselves. Um, because of it, because if you don't have it, it's very difficult to overcome all of the challenges that you, that you face as you're trying to achieve something, as you're trying to get to some goal to, to reach some goal. And for myself, I know that, um, I, I have it before I even knew what it was. I had it. Uh, I think it's part of how I was able to create this show in the first place, because part of the creation of it was overcoming a tendon disorder that laid me out for uh, months and years, and that I had to recover from that. And even just the recovering from that, I, I this element kind of shows itself in there. So I don't want to make it too, too much of a mystery. Um, but I, I do want to just say that what it is, when I share with you what it is, you're going to be like, okay, I get it. <laughs> you might be like that, I suppose. But um, if it feels initially to you like, oh, come on, this is so this is so uh, hacky. You know, it's like use this one thing to make your to make your life better. Well, if there was a thing like that, I see this as that thing, and it is grit. In fact, when I first started talking about it, it was before Angela. Angela Duckworth? No. Oh my goodness. I can't believe I don't remember her name. I'm going to, I'm going to reference her in the show notes. There is a woman whose first name is Angela and who teaches about grit. She's, she's a researcher. She's done a, She's written a whole book now about this concept of grit and her name is Angela something. <laughs> and, but even before I had heard of her, probably years before I had heard of her, I was thinking of this trait as true grit. And if you remember, there's a movie, I I don't even remember that I've ever seen it all the way through, but there's a John Wayne movie, I feel like, called True Grit. And um, in it, a, a young girl, basically, it's a Western because John Wayne movies are always Westerns. And she has to somehow save the farm or save herself or, um, you know, beat the bad guys kind of a thing. And she does it with True Grit. <laughs> And I recorded an episode, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. It's episode two of the podcast, which you can get to by going to weturnedoutokay.com slash 002. And I called it Foster True Grit. And in it, I describe what it was like for me that day or the day before to watch my son learn to snowboard because he was in a terrible place with the snowboarding. Uh, he, on this particular day, he fell down a bunch of times on a, on a, a run that he had previously done and done happily. So we went on it together and he wanted to show me, you know, that he could do it and that he just wanted to snowboard with me as I skied. It was a, uh, it was like a lower intermediate kind of ski run. So it was a blue circle is, is how these are categorized. And what happened on this particular run was he got caught in a hole. Like they, they all mountains have these little places where um, divots, I guess, is what I, I think I refer to it as a divot pretty frequently in that episode. And he he just he fell. He sort of slid into this little depression in the mountain on the trail. And then he just could not get out of it. He couldn't get out of it. He He got up, I don't know, a dozen times. 
and and just couldn't couldn't do it. So finally, he unstrapped the snowboard and walked to a place where he could do it. And even then, he kept falling. I mean, he had a terrible, terrible time getting down the hill. And for me, the true grit came in for all of that. Like I watched him and in, in my, I actually, I remember now I threw my dad under the bus in that episode because when that was me and I was falling and I was hitting trees and I was, you know, not wanting to do the stupid skiing thing anymore when I was probably right about Max's age at the time, actually, um, maybe about 12, something like that, 12. I think I was a little younger than Max. I think he was probably 15. No, maybe 13 or 14. I was 12. And my dad was like, get up, come on, come on. I, I don't, basically, my dad was worried about his ski day. <laughs> and he made me feel uh, like I had done something wrong. And um, like I, I was ruining his ski day because I couldn't get out of this mindset. I couldn't, I couldn't get myself up, dust myself off and keep going. And I was frankly terrified. I mean, I, I, I'm a really, really good skier now. Um, and I was able to recover from that, from that experience, but it was years before I was a confident, happy skier. And you know, what did it actually, I finally took a tremendous tumble and, uh, I was trying to impress a boy. So I was going really fast. I was probably 20 ish, 21 maybe. And, um, we were at Okemo Mountain up in Vermont, and I decided I was going to just go my fastest down this particular run because I wanted to show off a little bit. And I took the biggest yard sale. My skis went in, you know, two different directions. My poles went in two other different directions. My mittens came off. My hat came off. Like I just was sliding down the mountain with no equipment. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I didn't die. I just took the worst fall in the world and I am okay. And I got, and it made my skiing like a million times better because I realized that like, you don't have to be fearful. In fact, it's, you have a much harder time skiing if you're fearful. The best thing to do is to um, just, you know, go into it with an attitude of like fun and enthusiasm and try to do your best, but don't, don't uh, be fearful because that, that, can make you fall. If you're focusing on falling, you're more likely going to fall. Um, or you're more likely going to get hurt, I guess, because the, the whole thing with me was I was worried about getting hurt. And so in this particular instance, when I took this huge fall, I was totally not worried about that. I was worried about um, impressing this boy. So anyway, a uh, little, little detour there. So it took me almost a decade to kind of recover from the like, talking to that my dad gave me. And I remember now, um, when I, when I, when I recorded that episode about Max, what I was, I, I feel like I was, you'll have to listen and see if you hear the freshman podcaster, if there are some differences or whatever, but I hope the message is effectively the same, which is that like, the way to help kids isn't to sort of lecture them on or even yell at them on how important this is to you, right? The, the, the way to help kids is to, is to support them in their learning. And, and that can take a lot of different forms. And for me that day, it took the form of just being there to support him and to let him know that he wasn't alone and that uh, he could do this. He could figure it out. And he did eventually figure it out. And he, he skied down or he, uh, he actually snowboarded. And I'm sure that at the end of that run, he was like, this is it. I am so done. I hate this stupid snowboard. I'm never getting back on it, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he got a hot chocolate and he was sitting with some friends in the, <clears throat> in the ski lodge. And 
they said to him, hey, we're going back out to Ralph's run. You want to you wanna go with us? And he got up cheerfully and went and he had a great time after that. And in in many moments after that podcast episode was recorded, there were times where I thought, this is it. He is done. He's he hates this so much. And and he didn't. Like as it turned out, what he what he wanted was to stick with it until he could get better, until he could get good, until he could s- snowboard in the kinds of places that he really, really wanted to snowboard. And and that is what grit is. It is the idea of you take your hits and you come back, you know, because you really want this. And arguably, it's hard to teach. And uh, that's really what I want to dig into after the break. So stay tuned because we are going to come back and talk about how do we teach grit? Is it even possible to teach grit? That's, that's what we're going to get into. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Break for episode 268. Today's episode is a really special one because it talks about one key factor that successful kids need, that I believe successful kids need. Um, You know, since you're halfway through it, that 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 particular factor is called grit. And I did want to say, I can't remember now if this happened before the break or after the break, but there's going to be a point if it hasn't happened yet in this episode where I say, I think it's Angela Duckworth who talks about grit. And but I'm not sure. And so what I wanted to do in this break was bring you uh, details about the fact that yes, in fact, it is Angela Duckworth, who she's written an entire book on grit. Um, I spent a good the good part of episode 108, which is like 150 episodes ago, which maybe is why I'm not remembering this quite so well. That's like three years ago. Um, Anyway, Angela Duckworth uh, has a great TED talk as well. And so I spend a good part of episode 108 talking about grit and why it's so important. So if you want kind of a, a, a more detailed look into that, definitely take a listen back to that one. I'm linking to it in the show notes so you can get to it. Uh, and so what I want to do for the rest of this break is uh, kind of share some things that are happening in the We Turned Out Okay universe. As you know, if, you're, uh, if you've listened before, I don't do corporate advertising. I, whenever people contact me, I always say no, thank you. I like to share the things that are happening in our universe here. And, um, and that's what I'm going to do today. So the magic words for parents that I do every single Monday is this week on uh, kids, how to have kids who are up to the challenge. So part of grit is about being up to the challenge. And I wanted to give you a quick phrase that you could use as you try to make it so that your kids are, they don't just give up at the first, you know, challenge or whatever. So, um, so tune in. Well, you can actually go to our Facebook group. It is, if you go to weturnedoutok.no, no, if you go to facebook.com slash weturnedoutokay, and then uh, click on the link, you can get into the Facebook group that way. Uh, and I did this yesterday in real time. So it's there for you to see today, which is exciting, as are all the magic words for parents going all the way back to like, early or mid 2018. So there's quite a few of them. I've been doing them more or less every week um, for all that time. So so click that link and, and join um, our Facebook group, and then you can see them too in real time. I do have to say uh, that First, well, a couple of things. So first of all, I am, there's some family stuff going on. So I will not be doing a Magic Words for Parents for the next, uh, it'll be returning on March the 25th, which is a Monday. And um, I know I had something else to say about that. Oh, I know what it was. 
Every link that I mention is also in the show notes if you go to weturnedoutokay.com slash 268. I try to make that real easy for you. So so there's that. The YouTube live that I ordinarily do on Thursdays, every Thursday, is off until March the 28th. Again, we got that family stuff going on. So um, look forward to that returning on March the 28th. That will be when it comes back. And the next thing I need to share is a huge thanks for Ben. He's my husband, he's our producer, and he is also the guy who gives a cameo at the top of the show. It's Ben's voice that you get to hear sharing that this is a long form show in which you really get to get into the mind of a of a child development expert. You really get to see what's going on in my mind. I want to show you my thinking. I want to really illustrate it so that you get a good sense of like, you hopefully can start to think about like, how can I make these changes in my own life? Uh, I also create some resources um, to help you if you need quick help. If you, if you don't want to listen through a 45 minute podcast episode, but instead you want something quick, I, I do have several guides like that now that I offer, um, quite a few free things. There's a free guide on how to handle every temper, temper tantrum. There's a free guide on uh, how to successfully potty train even under pressure. All of these are going to be in the show notes. Uh, today, I want to highlight, and I'm putting the link for this right in your podcatcher. So all you have to look down, all you have to do is look down in your phone or whatever device you're listening on, and you can sign up for this particular thing I'm highlighting today right in here. Um, I am so excited to share. I'm offering a class, an, a free online class on how to get quality childcare. And it is going to be live on March the 28th, which is a Thursday. And uh, I need your questions, first of all. So the first thing I want to say is, what questions have you got about getting quality childcare? Are you struggling with getting quality childcare? Like, do you not feel happy with your current childcare? All of our kids at some point in their lives are going to, or at least most of them, are going to come to a place where we need to say goodbye to them and leave them to do their own thing while we're doing our thing. I think of all of that as as childcare. Um, for some of you, it will be their first experience in preschool or, or kindergarten. For some of you, it will be when you drop them off at a daycare. And I want to make sure that whatever childcare you're experiencing, it is good quality childcare. So I need your questions and comments um, on this so that I can plan this class and make it really, really good for you. Go to weturnedoutokay.com slash contact. And the link to sign up for the class for this free online class is weturnedoutokay.com slash get good childcare. But again, all I all, what I really want you to do is think about just going down into the show notes, uh, into the podcatcher that you're listening to this in and you will see the link to sign up right there. It will take you uh, right to the signups for this free online class, which is going to talk about like what's most important regarding your child's caregivers. I'm going to teach you the keys to finding the best child care for your young child. I'm going to show you what one crucial factor might hold you back and how to how to stop it from holding you back. And I'm going to help you understand which questions to ask and which not to, to ensure that your child thrives in others' care. And so, so sign up for it. I'm really, ex- I'm really, really excited about this. Uh, I, in the Ninja Parenting community, which is our private coaching community, I have started doing something called a parent focus, a quarterly parent focus. And the quarterly parent focus for January, February, and March is on good childcare. And this class is going to be a distillation of 
everything that I've been teaching in the ninja parenting community. So, um, so you can look forward to this for now. And then, uh, in, in the second quarter, so in other words, April, May and June, I am focusing on sibling relations, how to get your kids to get along. And I'm going to, after we've been doing that for a while, I'm going to be teaching a class, an online class on how to get your kids to get along. So you can look forward to that. Um, It's all happening in the Ninja Parenting community. So if you would rather not wait um, for this class on March the 28th, Come and get all of this great information at your fingertips. Um, it's all online, 24-7, 365. It's answers so that you can be happy with your kiddos. I'm in there every day uh, answering questions. I make videos for members um, to help solve their problems. I, I do a live members-only call twice a month. There's so many good ways for parents to get help and support in there. And if you're one of them, go to weturnedoutok.com slash join NPC if you would like to become one of them. If you are one of them, you're already in there and that's awesome. Um, yeah, so, so join our parenting community and get the help that you need by going to weturnedoutok.com slash join NPC. And I have here in my notes, I wanted to try and give you a heads up about whether there are still openings in this quarter or whether it's waitlisted. So I only, um, I'm only accepting 10 new members per quarter. And at the time of this recording, it is still, there are still openings. So, um, so again, go over there and check it out. And finally, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing this show. Even if you share it with just one friend or into a parenting group that that you like, that you get a lot of support from, um, you're helping other people get the support that we can offer here um, in this free podcast, which is really just all about giving back to the parenting community. It really means so much when you share it. I know that um, I'm I'm getting you what you need and it's it's so good that you want to share it with other people. So thank you for doing that. Thank you also for subscribing. When you subscribe, you don't miss an episode, uh, including some of the bonus episodes that I do. And um, you get to do that happy dance when you see the, the you know, the, that the podcast is updated in your podcatcher. So that's always fun. And thank you so much finally for rating and reviewing the show. Your ratings and reviews guide this show and help us determine our, our way forward and what we want to do with it and what, what you need from it. So thank you so much for doing that. All right. And, and uh, without further ado, I'm going to get you back to this episode so you can find out how to get grit in your life and, uh, and enjoy the rest of the episode. Okay, we are back from the break here in episode 268, talking about how to foster grit, how to foster true grit, and even if it is possible to. So just as a refresher, I, I told you all about um, my my oldest and how proud I was of him, that he he showed this grit characteristic in learning to snowboard. And actually, he's kind of shown it in pretty well everything because he um, he had to have surgery on one of his legs when he was five years old. And um, he just he, he handled it so incredibly well. And um, he's he when he wants to learn something, or do something or accomplish something, he really, really, really digs in. And, um, and I'm very proud of him for that, you know, so it's, it's nice to be able to to see these traits that make you think, you know, hopefully they're going to turn out all right. (laughs) Hopefully everything will be fine here. And is there a way to teach it? And so that is what 
Angela, whose last name I have forgotten, professor um, who researches grit. That is what her book is about. Watch, it probably won't even turn out to be Angela. I will, uh, I will research this and get back to you in the break because this is something where I can't, I can't just leave you hanging. So for now, we're going to call her Angela. And um, I, I, I very much apologize for not being able to remember her full name. But I do remember that she wrote this great book and she had a great TED Talk. And it was all about how do we foster grit? And she studied people who had, she studied, for example, people in, at West Point. And what she discovered about the cadets at West Point who were accepted is they they all have to, every single cadet has to go through a thing called, uh, I think it might be just called boot camp, but it isn't. It's got a horrible name. It's called like, I don't remember. It's called, it's called barf time or something. There's some name for it. Beast. That's what it's called. It's called Beast. <laughs> anyway, so Angela researched kids going through Beast at West Point. And what she discovered is that all of these kids had the same, you know, very similar qualifications in terms of what they wanted to do, what they, uh, what they came, in other words, what they came to school for, what were their grades, what were their, you know, outside of academics kind of activities, what was their skill level, what was their health level, all of these things were very similar because you have to have a, you have to attain a certain level of like mental and physical um, toughness before you can enter West Point. And yet only half the kids, the cadets who entered Beast left it as West Point cadets. In other words, half of them abandoned this and went home. And I actually, I was really, I'm, I've been really interested in this kind of all of my adult life because we have a young friend who's somebody I grew up with, like a neighbor of ours, who got into West Point and did not make it through Beast. And I just think that's really interesting. Nothing, it was nothing against him. He's actually become a police officer. He's a state police officer. And that was much more where he fit. But um, but not being able to, to continue at West Point because you, quote, give up is, is really the focus of Angela's work. And um, she asked herself the question, why? Why do only half these people who all on paper have the same qualifications make it and half of them don't make it? And what she found was the ones who make it have this grit characteristic. They, they, they dig down in the face of adversity and they say to themselves, this is worth doing. I am going to keep doing this until I win, <laughs> until I do it. And at its heart, that's what grit is. And there's only According to Angela, now this is, again, my memory of this book, there's only really one way to truly teach, quote unquote, grit, and that is to model it. We have to model grit in order for our kids to to um, to imbibe it, I guess is the word. Like, like it, this is one of those things that seems to be kind of transferred through osmosis, like kids learn so much through imitation and this is one of them. And so what what modeling grit means is showing our kids our own foibles, like showing them how we have tried and failed at things and that we um we didn't give up. Now, I don't mean I'm actually a huge fan of quitting. If something isn't the right thing for you, you should quit it. Uh, in fact, I, I you could make an argument that our friend that I grew up with that I was just talking about who who dropped out of uh West Point, that he showed his grit in something else, like that that becoming a police officer was 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 challenging as well. And 
that he was going to do it no matter what. And that was, that was his goal. And that was what he did. So um, I don't think you can indi- on an individual basis say, no, somebody absolutely in, in without qualification does not have grit. Uh, maybe this, this idea is in everyone, but the way to, to get it, to make sure that it is instilled in your kids come as close as, as, as sure is to come as close to shore as you can be is to show your kids through your life that you fall down and have to figure out how to get up again, um, that you make mistakes and, and rectify them, that you, that you, if you really want something, if you really want to run a half marathon, um, and you successfully push through all the barriers that that is going to, um, bring, including like psychological barriers, like, like, who am I to want to do this? You know, uh, and you actually successfully do it, even though there were times along the way where it really kind of looked like you weren't going to be able to do it, then that is a, a really good model for your child of somebody who, who gets through, works through these problems. And it's actually making me remember a story from when I when I just was working on uh, what I cut, what I kept calling my business, this was my business idea. And in true, it, in fact, it has become a business. I, I have coaching clients. I have a whole community that is, that is um, where people can work really closely with me because I help solve your biggest and toughest parenting issues. And if you want to check that out, it's at weturnedoutokay.com slash join NPC. But this was before there was any of that, even the name. I didn't even have a name for this podcast yet. I I just knew that I wanted to help parents of young children because that's where my experience and expertise lay. And I was standing in the room where I am now podcasting. Uh, It was at the time my youngest's bedroom and he was so little that he was up in a loft. I think he was nine or 10 at the time. He was up in a loft bed. So I'm standing kind of on a level with him and I'm crying. And I, I said to him, I, I just became so overwhelmed. I had just had an idea that um, a coach of mine, that somebody that I was working with really closely, basically he, he'd said, no, I don't think this is it. This is not the idea. It's, it doesn't have quite enough something. And, and I want you to keep going because the idea that you want is out there somewhere. You just haven't found it yet. And I just remember saying out loud to my son while I was crying, he said, what's wrong, mommy? And I said, well, I I just don't think I'm going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to have a business. And he was so sweet. He was like, of course you will. And he, he gave me a huge big hug. And he said, he said, you will, you know, he said, you're just tired. You must just be tired. I remember him saying, and like, he said, just, just, you know, it's okay, mommy, you will have a business. You just have to stop worrying about it right now. And you have to take a rest. I remember him saying, and, and, um, and he was so right. And every once in a while in these years, in these ensuing years, he'll be like, so do you remember when you told me that you didn't think you could have a business? <laughs> like he remembers that too. And, um, so I don't think grit means going it alone right? I think that like in this particular example, I was relying on the support that um, another person gave to me. And I got that support from a ton of people. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, he wasn't singular in this, but um, I really appreciated it. He was the one who recognized something that I had failed to see. And so going it alone is not a part of developing grit. Um, 
we talked a few weeks ago about about how our kids are not like submarines. In other words, they do not. I will link to that episode. Uh, our kids do not cannot handle zero tolerance. So um, that is why they are not like submarines. And I actually illustrate three ways to, I, I, it's called four ways that kids are not like submarines. And then in that episode, I share three ways that you can do a good job raising your kids um, that fosters the good, the good behavior and the kinds of things that we want and doesn't uh, mess them up <laughs> because zero tolerance, when we have zero tolerance policies for our kids, it messes them up. And that's what we really didn't want to happen. So, um, so, uh, that was a little bit of a rabbit hole where I am, uh, just now trying to remember what I, what I was talking about before. Uh, when we think about modeling grit, we want to think about the, the, the things that it includes. Uh, it includes, getting support from loved ones and um sometimes even paying for that like if if you if there's a coach that you really want to work with um thinking and and you're like oh god it's so much money i don't think i can do it think of it as an investment you're investing your time in something really positive and uh that that can be part of teaching our kids grit <clears throat> but the main 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 part of it is making it so that our kids see us living it, living what it means to have grit. And uh, that's where I want to leave it today. So I really hope this episode has been helpful for you. Um, get in touch with me. Let me know how do you, how have you seen grit in your kids? I think, I think that's a really, um, I feel like that's kind of a fun question. And I really like those. I love to find out um, how, how things kind of work in your home, I guess. Like, so how do you, how do you view grit? And how do you see it in your home, in your life, in your children? Um, I'm, I'm just fascinated by all that. So you can go to Karen at weturnedoutok.com. Just email me. If you're in my email group, you can uh, just click reply to any email that I send you that comes from Karen at weturnedoutok.com and let me know. And I will, I will, um, I will tell you, you know, I will commiserate with you and, um, you, you know, we can, we can talk about that because I just love that. I think that's really cool. Or you can go to Karen. No, you can go to weturned.ok.com slash contact and that will get you to the same place. Um, I finally just want to say how thankful I am to you for listening all the way to the end of the episode. It, it really means so much that you're, that you're here. Um, I hope my, what I can say is helpful for you as you go into your parenting week and uh, I will see you next time. Oh, and I just want to say a final thank you so much to our producer, the 21 time one, the, oh my gosh, if only I could say it, the 21 time winner of the Husband of the Year Award. He is also our producer. He is Benjamin Culp. And I am so grateful to him. He makes his show sound awesome. It's his voice that you get to hear at the top of the episode. Um, he's not only helped me I guess he's shown his grit in this way too. Like he keeps finding ways to make this show better. <laughs> and it's not like he sort of sat on his on his uh, laurels at the beginning of the show 260 episodes ago and said, well, I know all I need to know about sound because I have a degree in sound recording technology. He didn't do that at all. Like for him, that was a springboard into how can I make this show sound better? So um, we had a few a few months ago, there was an episode in which 
uh, Ben got me a, a thing called a pop screen, an extra an extra microphone protector, so that when you hear like the P sound, it doesn't it doesn't make a whole horrible uh, bad noise in your ear. And during the recording of the episode, which I, I record these earlier, and then I do the break closer to like the break is really just a few days before the episode drops, because I love to be able to let you know what's going on, you know, in the We Turned Out Okay universe. I don't use my breaks for sponsorships at all. I I um, only keep them for, um, for, for letting you know about some of the cool stuff that's going on in our world here. So uh you can hear in this particular episode, you can hear that the recording before and after the break sounds okay. You know, it sounds all right. And the break sounds wonderful. And the reason for that is because Ben is tirelessly working in such a gritty way at at making it sound better and, and teaching me how to, how to make it sound better. So all of that is a very, very long uh, way of saying thank you. Thank you so much, Ben, the 21 time winner of the husband of the year award, Benjamin Culp. And again, thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to We Turned Out Okay. I want a date to Australia. Find us on the web at weturnedoutok.com, where you'll find show notes and more. What do you call cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. And remember, we only go around once. To be the best parents we can be, let's relax and enjoy the ride. Theater, 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 theater,